0: You're tuned in to Eric's Movie Club. And now, here's Eric. Thank you so much, Jeff. This is Eric's Movie Club. I am Eric. Glad to have you along. Point of the show is I recommend movies for you to check out. We're all staying inside a lot more these days. We're all watching streaming services a lot more these days. And so, I'm just here to help you make a selection. This week's recommendation is one of the great war movies of all time, specifically World War II, Saving Private Ryan. Why you should check it out, where you can watch it, all coming up. Also, we'll discuss the greatest World War II movies of all time. Movie news. Marvel has been hesitant to discuss the Black Panther sequel since the death of Chadwick Boseman. But The Hollywood Reporter says it will start shooting in July of 2021. And not much is known at this point, but Marvel has already said that they're not going to bring T'Challa, Chadwick Boseman's character, back with digital effects. Sources say that Letitia Wright will have a more prominent role. She plays T'Challa's sister in the movie, Shuri. Now, Lupita Nyong'o... Winston Duke and Angela Bassett are also set to return. And the bad guy in the movie is going to be played by Tenoch Now, you might remember him from the Netflix show Narcos Mexico. And how about this? Bruce is going to be on display for everyone to see. So what am I talking about? Well, Bruce is the fiberglass shark made for the movie Jaws. 1208 pounds, 25 feet long. Notoriously difficult to work with on the set of Jaws, and let's be honest, didn't look particularly like a real shark, but great movie. Nonetheless, that shark, that fake shark used in the movie Jaws is going to be on display. It's going to be at the new Academy Museum of Motion Pictures in Los Angeles, California, where it will greet guests as they go up the escalator which is a perfect place to put it. And apparently this is the culmination of years of planning, including a seven-month restoration by a special effects and makeup artist named Greg Nicotero. Now, the shark is expected to be a major draw for this museum, as you can imagine, one of the most popular movies of all time, Jaws. Now, they're planning to open this museum to the public on April 30th of 2021. It's time for Eric's Movie Recommendation. Today's movie is Saving Private Ryan, released in 1998, directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Robert Rodot. The movie stars Tom Hanks, Matt Damon, Edward Burns, Tom Sizemore, Barry Pepper, Giovanni Ribisi, Vin Diesel, Adam Goldberg, Jeremy Davies, among many other well-known actors and actresses who pop up here and there throughout the movie. The movie won five Oscars, Best Director for Steven Spielberg, Best Film Editing, Best Cinematography, Best Sound, and Best Sound Effects Editing. What is this movie about? Private first class James Francis Ryan is one of four brothers who took part in the D-Day invasion, but he is the only one to survive. Because of this, a squad has been assembled, led by U.S. Army Rangers Captain John Miller, to find Ryan and send him home to his mother are taking a squad over to Newville on a public relations mission for you and the squad some private in the 101st Lost 3 Brothers and he's got a ticket home how come Newville yeah i think he's up there somewhere part of all those airborne misdrops. where can you watch this movie you can watch it on Netflix so why should you check it out there seems to be a theme emerging on this podcast this is yet another movie that i saw when i was probably much too young to see it. (laughs) I loved it the first time I saw it, and I think it is still a great movie. Very, very popular movie back in 1998. Continues to be very popular to this day. Believe it or not, it actually grossed $482 million worldwide at the box office. I have a lot of positive things to say about this movie, but I want to start with the two nitpicks that I have. That way we can get those out of the way and get into the positivity. There are two nitpicks I have. One of them is, it is a very long movie. I realized this re-watching it for the show. I'd seen it many times before. I guess I never really noticed the length before. But it's not quite a three-hour long movie, but it's close. It's, it's a pretty long movie. So anyway, that's one thing. Um, I think they could have cut certain things out, made it a little bit shorter, a little bit more economical, so to speak. My other nitpick is about the story. Now, it is a fictional story, and I think it's a very good story from a Hollywood perspective. However, it doesn't really make a lot of logical sense. (laughs) The, The mission that this squad goes on to find Private Ryan, who is going to be sent home to his mother, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. In fact, one of the characters in the movie, played by Edward Burns, calls into question the logic of the story in the movie. I mean, where's the sense of risking the lives of the eight of us to save one guy? But... If you don't mind watching a long movie, and it is very entertaining, and it grips you for most of the movie, it just does feel kind of long. And if you can get past the lack of logic in the plot, (laughs) I think you'll really enjoy this movie. All right, on with the positivity. I want to start by talking about a guy named Dale Dye. Now, Dale Dye is a veteran of the Marine Corps. He's an actor And he's a technical advisor for Hollywood movies, and that's probably what he's most known for. Now, you've probably seen him in countless war movies and didn't even know it. In fact, he's in Saving Private Ryan, briefly. But Mr. Dye's real contribution to this movie and so many other movies and TV shows is his knowledge and firsthand military experience. He does a number of things to help movies achieve a sense of realism when they're covering a war topic. Now, one thing he does is he puts the actors through boot camps, which he actually did on this movie. He put Tom Hanks and his squad through a 30-day boot camp to really give them the military treatment. He also helps movies achieve realistic sounds and visuals to accurately represent what a soldier goes through. He was very important in this movie, and it is often cited as one of the most realistic war movies ever made, certainly because of his contributions. Now, it has maybe the greatest war movie scene in movie history. I mean, it also is very difficult to watch, I will say, and it's pretty much the first scene in the movie. The movie kicks off with this famous D-Day beach landing scene. Now, if you've never seen the movie, you've probably heard people talk about this before. Several veterans have actually spoken about this movie over the years and said that that is the most realistic scene they have ever seen portraying war. In fact, when I was a kid, there was a veteran of the Korean War who actually came to our school to speak with our class, and he said the closest representation of war he had ever seen in a movie was the opening of saving private Ryan now with the help of people like Dale Dye who I mentioned and the fact that they tried to mimic the look of war footage they really achieved something realistic something that as I say is pretty hard to watch but really sets the movie off and lets you know you're in for something different <laughs> you know this is this is going to be a different kind of war movie really incredible I mentioned earlier that this movie won an Oscar for Best Cinematography, and much of the movie is shot handheld, like I say, to achieve that wartime footage, that documentary footage kind of look for the movie. And that is very effective. Also, there is a look to this film that has been mimicked by so many war movies in the past 22 years since its release. It almost has this kind of gray, kind of muted look to it, and also a very grainy kind of look to it that makes it look old despite being a relatively modern movie that is shot in color and this movie is retroactively sometimes criticized for the look because so many movies have copied it and i think that's a bit ridiculous that you would criticize the og for the movies that have come since but some people do i think it looks great although it is kind of annoying that so many movies have copied it over the years also we have to talk about steven spielberg here Clearly, he has a passion for World War II. I know his dad fought in World War II, and this is clearly a guy who has watched hours of war footage, who has heard countless stories about the war and really cares about this topic. He has made many, many World War II movies over the years, and he always does a fantastic job with this topic. I mean, clearly, his fingerprints are all over this movie, and I think it's one of the reasons why it is so realistic and why he cared to make it realistic. The acting, I'll end on the acting here. What a fantastic cast this is. I mentioned some of the names <laughs> when I uh, kicked this off here. The cast is amazing. It is the definition of an ensemble cast. I mean, in addition to the main characters who I mentioned earlier, just some of the people who pop up throughout the movie, Brian Cranston is in one scene. Dennis Farina is in one scene. I mean, it's just amazing. As you're watching this movie, Ted Danson is just in one scene. And you think, my God, (laughs) these are all famous people that just keep popping up. And I tell you what, everybody does a fantastic job. I mean, Tom Hanks, the guy is amazing. Matt Damon, what an incredible actor. Now, something that I think made this movie a difficult movie to be in as an actor is the script is loaded full of military jargon. And it is thrown around seemingly very comfortably and very realistically by the actors. So I have to credit them on a good job there as well. Now, at the risk of getting a little carried away, I'll end things here. I think this is definitely a movie worth checking out if you haven't seen it before. Talking about movies with Eric. I want to talk about some of the greatest war movies of all time, specifically World War II movies. So where does Saving Private Ryan rank? among the best World War II movies of all time. Now, if I'm honest, he probably ranks number one on my personal ranking, and I've seen many (laughs) World War II movies. But this is one I saw when I was a kid, and I've loved it for many, many years. So I would say it's number one for me. But what are some of the other ones that would be on the list? Let's get into that. We'll start with another Steven Spielberg movie, Schindler's List. Now, this is not an easy movie to watch, but it is incredibly real. Very effective, incredibly raw, a very emotional movie. It's also very well acted. The cast is incredible. And the movie won seven Oscars, actually, including Best Picture. And Spielberg actually refused to be paid to make this movie, which is another interesting piece of information. I don't think anybody expected that movie to be a big box office draw. Movies about the Holocaust typically aren't. But that one was just so powerful and so many people went and saw it and what a tough tough movie to watch but worth seeing if you have never seen it. Dunkirk from 2017 directed by Christopher Nolan one of the best World War II movies in recent memory. The tide's turning now. How can you tell? The bodies come back. The movie depicts the Dunkirk evacuation by Allied soldiers. It has a brilliant concept where the story is shown from three different perspectives, from land, from air, and from sea. It's very well made, and certainly, in my opinion, one of the best ever made. The next one here is a personal choice for me. It's The Dirty Dozen from 1967. Look, my men have crammed six months of intensive training into as many weeks. And as of this moment, I stack them up against any men in the Army. You can't be serious. You're damn right I'm serious. Look, they might not be pretty, but any one of mine is worth ten of yours. Now, that year is one of my favorite years in movie history. So many classics released that year. The Graduate, In the Heat of the Night, Bonnie and Clyde, Look Who's Coming to Dinner, The Dirty Dozen, for goodness sakes. So many movies that I absolutely love are from that year. Now, The Dirty Dozen has a fictional story, much like Saving Private Ryan. It's also about a squad being put together to achieve a specific mission just like Saving Private Ryan. It's one of the few war movies that can actually be described as kind of fun. Usually war movies don't get that description, but I would say this one is. And there are some heavy moments as well, but there are a lot of fun moments in that movie. And I've loved that one since I was a kid as well. And finally, I'll end with a very fictional depiction of World War II. Inglorious Bastards by Quentin Tarantino. Actually, we're all tickled to hear you say that. Quite frankly, watching Donny beat to death is close we ever get to going to the movies. Donny! Yeah? Guy's a German here, wants to adopt the country. Oblige him. A Saving Private Ryan is fictional and has fictional characters, but it's rooted in a sense of realism. This one ain't, which is kind of the point. And there are so many things that I love about this movie. And I'm a little bit biased because I'm a Tarantino fan. It's one of my favorites. Now, what about you? What do you think is the greatest World War II movie of all time? I'd love to hear from you. If you do end up watching Saving Private Ryan, please let me know what you thought. Is there a specific genre of movie you'd like me to recommend on this channel? You let me know. If you have any movie-related questions that you would like to ask me, just let me know. You can join in on the conversation by going to the Eric's Movie Club Facebook page. I'll talk to you again next week. This has been Eric's Movie Club, a Giant TV production.